Let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Our dear Heavenly Father, there is none like you. No one else will do but the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you're our Savior. You're the great I Am, and we're looking to you once again, Lord, to come and minister life and faith and meet the needs of those that are here this morning. Father, we are a needy people. We can rejoice as we have this morning through song, and we shall continue to. But there just comes a time when, Lord, we just need to shut in ourselves with God in a secret place and have the blessed Holy Spirit deal with us individually, deal with us, Lord, to come up a little higher. So, Father, we're thankful for the songs that sung, the specials that were sang, the musicians that played, and the assembly that joined in, Lord. But now would you come forth and take the book again and open it to us, Lord. We can read it at best, but it takes the Holy Spirit himself to come and reveal the word of life to us individually. So, Lord, we're asking now that you would do especially that within our hearts and lives. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen, amen. You may have your seats, saints of God. Just a couple of things I'd like to mention, and then we'll go right straight to the Word. We have the day to worship our God. This is the Lord's day. And I was glad when they said unto me, let me come to the house of the Lord. I know there's some that maybe begrudgingly maybe came. I hope not. And um, there's a lot of churches like that, but not this church. And uh, we want to thank the Lord. I want to bring greetings to you this morning. Um, I know I never really had a chance to, to greet you from Brother Joe Green. I came back while you were at camp and going home from camp. Joanne and I flew out immediately to Ohio, or I'm sorry, North Carolina, to join with Brother Ron Spencer to the missionary uh, meetings and, and uh, Brother Joe Green's. And so we had a wonderful time in the meetings and uh, met a lot of wonderful brothers from overseas. And of course, we have our, our brothers that we do know indeed. Brother Harold Hildebrandt, he was there with his wife Leanne and children, which was special. And that really started out my summer because I started at the end of June at, uh, in Edmonton, flew down to Denver, went over to Ohio, then up to North Carolina and had camp, and now we're here. So there goes my summer. How are you doing? I hope you're well rested. But to everyone, of course, that um, knows you, wants to um, have their greetings mentioned to you, Brother Tim Pruitt called me yesterday, Brother Aaron McGarry this morning. So you have a lot of people that love you. You have a lot of people that are praying for you. And so God bless you, and they wanted to be remembered to you this morning. I want to thank uh, the uh, Diaz family for all that you've meant to us. It was a special day for us Friday, and your family was definitely a beacon, Sister Elizabeth. As I said, your husband was the family man, and his trophies are his children and your children. 
and they were indeed the trophies sitting there, and uh, we're thankful for their lives. They mean so much to all of us. This morning, I have in front of me um, a little bit of a report from Brother Hugh Message, and uh, it's, it's at, as the doctors would say, it's not a good report. But there's a report that we will take in, and that's the report of the Lord. And we'll stand with you, Brother Hugh, as you stand before God. He gives a mention. He says, uh, he takes out a second Kings and King Hezekiah and, and Sennacherib. They were at each other and Sennacherib was giving his boast that he will come and defeat him. And, um, Hezekiah took a document, laid it before the Lord. And so Brother Hugh has given me the doctor's report and we're going to lay it before the Lord. As we minister this morning, our God can do anything. Brother Hugh, you know, I've had the privilege to walk into a hospital room, see a a lady that I have not known. She was on a life support. She was, her liver was failing her. Her kidneys were failing her. She was, they had brought the Catholic priest in for her, get her last rites. The family were around him, her, and she was ready to pass on. And, uh, brother Mike called me and he said, would you come and pray for my, uh, wife's mother? And you feel at best, you feel just not adequate or worthy. And you step into a hospital, hospital room with a bunch of people, Catholics. So I just asked them, would you please go into the corner over there and just sit there and, and you can uh, just be quiet. And I'm going to pray for your your mother or her grandmother and mother of Carol's. So I said, I, would you like me to pray? Number one, if you don't want prayer, I won't pray. And she said, yes, I would like you to pray for me. And the little old lady next to her, I think I told you before once years ago, she cried out, well, I want prayer. So I said, well, after I pray for her, I'll pray for you also. Is that okay? That's just fine. <laughs> so I went and, you know, if you do look at the monitors and you look at the Catholic priest that's sitting on the corner that just anointed you for death. There is a God that is present that anoints you for life. And it was, you can't say, well, it was a dynamic prayer or was, it was just something a brother had asked and I would, I felt humbled to be asked. I prayed for that little lady and the Lord got her home within 24 hours. And that, 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 those are, those are indeed testimonies and we know them throughout the years. So can our God do anything? He can do anything. So we don't care what Sernacarab says. We don't care his boastings. Brother Hugh, you hold on to the word of God. And we know that our God's a healer. Amen. He's a healer and he's a mighty God. And we stand with you and we will rebuke Satan. And we will believe for the supernatural. Because we believe in it. We're a church of believers. And so I will lay that here when we minister this morning, Brother Hugh. And uh, you can do whatever you want with it afterwards. You can either probably throw it in a waste paper basket and uh, have a good time around that. But I believe in the great physician that now is here. Arden, did you get recognized this morning? 
Not yet. Brother Arden, will you stand up, please? He's from Cape Town, South Africa. He's come to visit us. God bless you. I get scared because wherever I go now, everybody says, well, I've seen you. And they, they talk to you like you've, they've known you all your life. And I, and I'll, and I said, well, it's nice to know you too, but what's your name? So Brother Arden, he says, well, I've seen you before, and now, now you're seeing us live. So God bless you, and take our love back to your family in South Africa. He's here for a week, and um, we don't know what the Lord has for him, but he's looking to move to Canada. So let's be praying for him. Amen. It's wonderful to see everybody here this morning, this resurrection morning. Um, we've prayed. And so I'm, I'd like you to stand. I'd like to read the Word of God. There's a number of places that I'd like to, to read from, please. If we could turn, I'd like to turn to St. John, chapter 16. St. John, chapter 16, and we will read together, please, verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. May the Lord add his blessing to this word. You may have your seats. While you're having that, I'd like you also, please, to turn to um, Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 to 29. The Bible says, for as many of you has been, that has been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Paul goes on to write, but if ye be Christ, then ye, then are ye Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. I'd like you to look at that last verse one more time and we'll read that. And, um, and then we will continue. And if ye be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. I'd like to title this little message this morning, If Ye Be Christ's, There's More to Come. If ye be Christ, whatever your position is, or your relationship is with the Lord Jesus, 
There's more to come. And that's what I really want to establish. Because in an assembly such as this size, you have new believers, fairly new believers, middle believers, and some older believers. And every every one of us is at, at a different stage. But if you be Christ, that means if, if you are the Lord's, there's more. It doesn't matter how old or how, how young you are. There's more for us. And I, I like to just take you on a little bit of a journey in that, in that thought. Has everybody got that thought? If you be Christ, and I, I, I was gonna, I do a little bit of a rally this morning. If you be Christ, I like to say, here am I. Here I am. I'm Christ. Because that's really what you need to, to qualify. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people be identified with certain things, but if you be Christ, I want to say, I am Christ. He's bought me with a price. I'm Christ. Then if I'm Christ, then there's more for me. He doesn't leave us at a certain level and and we stagnate. And I I just want to sort of just lay out a little bit for everybody. Because it it goes to, um, without mention, that a a lot of people get to a certain plane. and, And it's called coasting. And, and, and Laodicea is very good at that. Just give me a job and let me coast at my job. I, I, I won't interrupt anybody too hard or I won't be too loud or I won't complain or whatever. Just let me stay here. I, I've got a good family. I, I'm okay. I've got my, my life planned out. I got a career ahead of me. If you're Christ, there's more. So I don't care whether you're a businessman, a housewife, I don't care what you are. We want to be Christ and we want to put on Christ. I don't want your attitudes and neither does Jesus. <laughs> oh my. Here we go. We're home again. Praise the Lord. Brother Tom's here. Huh? We don't really care, do we? We want what he thinks. That, that's all we care about. We all have our attitudes and most of them half the time are maybe a little caustic. But if you be Christ, there's more. You don't have to be where you're at. So we're just laying that thought down. Is everybody all right? So I am assuming, I'm assuming, and so that's venturing without authority, right? I'm assuming everybody that's here wants to be here. That's my assumption this morning. I'm going to take that. Everybody that's here this morning wants to be here. So then the Lord has something for us all, doesn't he? If you be Christ, there's more. Then I've got 
as somebody saying this morning, I've got good news for you. I don't have CNN, NBC. I, I don't know what's the acronyms everybody has now. You know, I don't. I, we're not Chilliwack Radio. I listened to that when I was a kid. No, we have the good news. He's a living Savior. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. And we will go through great times of trouble. Brother Bram said in the message, a man can turn on the light. He says, what darkness we're in today. Look what's going on. Murder, rape, strife. Why? It's come to pass, I believe. It was Billy Graham that said in the last meeting in California in 10 years, so that would be uh, 19, uh, turn on the light, 1964, 1963, December, sorry. And 10 years would be 1973, and we're 2019. They have a block in Los Angeles of over 100,000 homeless people that nobody wants to dare go in. And now a prophet is saying there's murders, there's rape, there's strife. In 10 years from now, every citizen in California will pack a gun to protect themselves. I was just in the States for the last couple months. Everybody that I was with packs guns. Now that scares me. I'm from Canada. I wanted to sing, oh Canada. Right? I mean, everybody packs guns. They say, well, I said, what on earth would you want to pack a gun for? They said, well, you never know what's going to happen. I said, so what are you going to do with it? I mean, that's always the answer. What do you do with it? I don't want to shoot nobody. Well, anyway, we won't go there. But your prophet said that everybody will be packing guns. It's gone insane. Shootings and murders, rapes and everything's gone wild. It's the day we're living in. It's a sodomite day. But there is a light shining. And the church of the living God said, Amen. That might be them, but that is not us. We have been born again by the word of life. And it might be in its Sodom condition, but I don't know about you. But I had a visitation of Elohim to my tent. My tent. So this is a faithful saying and worthy, as Paul says. And I love this scripture in 1 Timothy 1.15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception. That Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm chief. God still saves. Praise the Lord. We have a church where people can come into and get saved. Give their life to Christ. Know him as a savior. Know him as a redeemer. And I should be hearing a great amen this morning. I was in a little house one time, and that little house of 20 people or 15 people, whatever it was, they said amen. 
And what was affecting me was not the amens, but the life that was in them was drawing me. So then that same life is alive and well this morning. God saves sinners. And I can say whom I am chief. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? That our God can take the load of sin off of you and the burden of guilt away from you and wash you. What a day that was when I knew all my sins were washed away. That I accepted Jesus Christ as my bleeding lamb, my savior. This is indeed a faithful saying. But he only saves his own. So that's why I said this assumption. I'm assuming everybody here this morning wants to be here because that seed in them want to feed on the word. Everybody okay with that? All right. Then God saves his seeds. That's what he's doing. He's saving his seed. So then Paul writes in Ephesians 1 and 4, according, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, we did not know that. All we knew, Sister Eleanor, we had to get saved. How many can be with me on this little journey I'm going to go on this morning? There's not one of us that had a clue what that salvation meant. We just got saved. If you be Christ, there's more. I didn't know what that more was. And I have to believe 99.99999% of you, I didn't either. So he has chosen us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blemish. It took us a long time to find that out. Be honest with yourself. It took you a long time to believe that scripture. And some of you barely even believe it now. Come on. According now, he has chosen us, predestinated us, as Brother John was ministering on, on Wednesday night. Previously marked you out, Brother, the Greek says in the Greek diaglot, in love. So God marked you out in love. Before there was a world, before any Adam was created. God marked you out. If you be Christ. I am. You can interrupt any time when I say that. I am. If you be Christ, I am. He saved me. When? Before the foundation of the world. I am. Then there's more for you. There's joy for you. There's life in Christ for you. There's a peace that you've not experienced for you. We're going to go down through this, saints of God, because there's just more. You say, well, I I believe Brother Branham was a prophet. There's more. There's more. The prophet was sent for a reason. Not for you to identify the prophet. Many knew John was a prophet. 
Jeremiah was a prophet. It didn't do them any good. You have to believe what the prophet says. So now you're just with me on this journey. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blemish or without blame before him in love. That's Bible. You're blameless. Oh, the blame gained on. But that's anti-Bible. I blame you for being what I am. No, 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 no. God doesn't blame me. So why are you blaming me? Don't play the blame game. Play the word game. All right. So then it goes on Ephesians 2 and 12. That at that time you were with others at that time. There was a time when you journeyed on this globe that you did. You were without Christ. Aliens, aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, no hope without God in the world. Hello. How many honest people can say that's exactly where I was, brother Tom? But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far off, Here I am, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. I say that's something we're shouting about. You who are alien and without God, without hope, without anything. But Jesus Christ brought you nigh to him by the blood. By the blood, Peter, by the blood. It's all the blood. Hallelujah. So then in Colossians 1 and 21, says, And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind. In your mind. By wicked works. I'm not looking at anybody, but I can say, that's me. That was me. With wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled. Hallelujah. If he be Christ, there's more. In that reconciliation, there's more. There's just more for us, saints. You've been reunited. You've been restored to a harmony with God. God and man have become one again in the body of his flesh through death to present you, here you are again, holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Now, who are Bible believers here this morning? So I'm just reading your will, okay? I'm reading what you are in God's sight. So, so get your, even, you say, well, brother Tom, my mind's been changed. Well, put on the mind of God. I am preaching to you the mind of God. So then Paul writes again, among whom also we had our conversations in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of the mind. Come on. 
Don't look so sanctimonious to me because I'm telling you what, there is power in the blood. There is power in this bloody word. It's keeping you from Laodicea. It's keeping you from a bar. It's keeping you from prostitution. Amen. Don't look so sanctimonious to me. Without the blood, you're nothing. This is an individual affair. It's not because of mommy or daddy. You are, some of you, most of you are far past the age of accountability. If you die today, you will give an account. There is an account. I would rather have your account struck by the blood and say blameless. Than for you to mess up and Satan use your mind. Saying, well, it's not just quite the kind of service I want to surrender to. He saves sinners. Amen. This is the kind of service you want to give your life to Christ to. You had your conversation in times past, Victor. You surely did. Fulfilling the lusts of your flesh. Fulfilling the desires of your flesh and mind. And we're by nature. Nobody had to teach you to be nasty. Come on, come on, help me out here. One, Brother Donnie Reagan said, I like that, how you did that. <laughs> it was in one of our, couple of our meetings. He said, I like that. He says, you're wanting participation. That's exactly what I want. Exactly what I want. Nobody taught you to be nasty. And certainly Jesus won't teach you to be nasty. (laughs) Ah, So there goes that nasty devil. He's running right down the aisle right now. But God. (laughs) You've been waiting for it, I know. They're Bible readers. But God. But God who is rich in mercy. Hallelujah. For his great love wherein he loved us. So now he's making reference back to you being chosen before the foundation of the world. He loved us. Can I say to you this morning in the great announcement, he still loves you. (laughs) He can change. Hallelujah. Easter seal. My fellow brother. There's something in you, something that you never put there. It's something you couldn't desire to be in there. It's something contrary to your own nature. (laughs) It's the foreknowledge of God taking place. It's God's word in you. Hallelujah. It's not the works of man. It's not us trying to pull you into the kingdom. If God put a desire there, that desire will impel you, compel you, shall move you. Hallelujah. I remember my parents saying, don't you dare go down that Bible way house. Don't you dare. You go to a proper church. I said, that is a proper church. But hey, saints of God, you can't worry about what anybody says. 
You need to worry how God deals with you. If you, if you're worried about what your friends think about your walk with God, you need a walk with God. Because when you get a walk with God, you don't care what anybody thinks. You know in whom you have believed. Amen. So God put that nature in you. God put the desire in you. Isn't that marvelous? Listen, when God came to Cain, what was this, what was, what did he say? Just do as your brother and you'll be accepted. How simple is that? Just do as your brother, take the lamb, go to the altar, offer, not even by revelation. Just do as he did. Oh my goodness. But it wasn't in him. So God put something in you you couldn't desire. And that's why you're here. (laughs) Glory. We're showing to the enemy God has a bride elected. Blameless. Faultless. Unreprovable. Mm-hmm. Amazing, isn't it? You've been separated, Brother Bram said, invisible union. You've been separated from your first union by a spiritual death. Now you're born again. You're remarried again to a new spiritual union. If you be Christ, there's more. You did not know this. It took a prophet to show you this. And there's more. (laughs) Hallelujah. I can say to you by the grace of God, the word of God has become more real now than it ever has been in my whole spiritual life. Why? There's more. Praise the Lord. That's why you're not the same from Cap. You come forward. Like Brother Murphy says, you know, God forbid that a week... Can, and can draw you back into the world. If that was only emotion. If that happens. But once you get him. You can't go back to what you were. Amen. So now you've been separated. To a spiritual union. Not of your natural life of the things of the world. But of eternal life. Because that germ, as I've been preaching now for the last two months, that germ that was in you at the beginning, that which you couldn't desire, that germ was in you at the beginning, found you. Well, to me, it's still as real as the first time I saw it. It's still real. So Brother Bram says, if you're a born-again Christian, that little germ that was predestinated to you, it's the word coming on word. Are you listening? It's the word coming on word. If you be Christ, there's more for you. It's the word coming on word, on word, on word, on word. Did I, did I get that enough? Did, did you count that, Brother Dale? Did you get that? It's the word. Now, listen what he says here. He said that germ that was predestinated to you. It's the word coming on word. On word, on word, on word. (laughs) Glory. 
and come now into the full stature of Christ. That's right. So he can get his bride. Now we're just getting ready for one thing. One thing. The coming of the Lord. I was saying to a brother the other day, Luther, when I've used that quote, Luther says, I only live for two days. Today and that day. Right? Because we don't know what's going to happen. It could happen tomorrow. So live for today. So if you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed. You're heirs according to the promise. I was reading an account of a will of people sitting around the table. And everybody is interested in what their inheritance is. Somebody gets a hundred thousand, somebody gets a house. Somebody gets nothing. Boy, you got quiet here. (laughs) The reading of the will. But our reading of the will, we all get the same. We all get the same. We're all heirs according to the promise. So here's another translation to you. If you belong to Christ or if you're in him, then you are Abraham's descendant and you're a spiritual heir according to God's promise. Amen. <laughs> okay, we got that far. You're with me. So there was a a gentleman I was reading about. His name is Roland Hill. He was a teacher and inventor. And whenever he made money, he wanted to give it to preachers. And so he recognized that there was a preacher that was poor. And so he was, he said to himself, I've got a, this was in the late 1700s, so this, he said, I got a hundred pounds. So a hundred pounds, a lot of money. And he says, now I could give all this to the minister. He's very poor. But I think I'll just give him a bit at a time. So he would give him five pounds at a time with a little slogan, more to come. <laughs> More to come. And so he got his $10 and with a little note on top, more to come. And so he got used to hearing more to come. So a day or two after the third and fourth promise of more to come, he was astonished that he became familiar with that expression. More to come. And then he took it to the word. And he said, obviously in the scriptures, God gives us a little something now. And there's more to come. If he gave you the whole load at one time, your brain would explode. Come on, let's be honest. So when Joshua took the land, how did he take it? Little by little, a little more to come. So we're going to take God at his word and a little more to come. Only if you are Christ, God's going to open his word more to come. Amen. 
Don't slack off now. This is a time to press to the prize. Every promise that God sends. Can I say this? Every promise that God gives us comes with there's more to come. Hmm. Brother Bram said in taking God at his word. Every word of God has got to be so. And he's God. And he's has to keep his word to you who has now given a divine promise in your heart. He says, now, if you take that promise in your heart and say, that's my personal property. Is everybody listening now? That when God speaks to you, From his word. Because some of you blank out already. But some are on the edge of your seat. Because you know what saints of God? The word of God is for you. And to you. Now he says the promises of God. Are taken into your heart. Become your own personal property. Amen. Because if I I I want to go part two, but I don't want to blow part two by adding on to here right now. But if you take Hebrews eleven and one, faith is the substance. If you go to the root of faith, it is abstract title. That's a substance. Faith is a substance. So if you take that as your own personal property and you say it belongs to me and I am a believer and accept it on that basis, watch what it will do. Are you listening, brother? You watch what it will do. It will make cancers move. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. If you take that word of promise in your heart, it becomes your personal promise. It becomes substance in your heart. And you confess it. It makes cancers move. It makes blind eyes see. Hallelujah. It'll make cripples walk. It'll make the deaf to hear. I know what I'm talking about. For I put it to the test and to an experience. And for years and around the world. The whole world knows about this. I want Cloverdale Bible Way to know about this. He is the same. Yesterday. Today. And forever. Put it in your heart. Make it personal to you. That's what he said. And make it your personal property. You don't have to share it to nobody else. 
God made that real to me. God made that. There's more to come. I remember when I got saved, there was more to come. He made salvation real to me. But there was more to come. Then one day I was reading the Bible and says, you must be baptized. Amen. That's more to come. Come on. We got to move in the word, saints. Then when I was baptized, there was a promise. You shall receive the Holy Ghost. And I want to say to you, I received the Holy Ghost. More to come. More to come. Because once you're saved, you can start understanding the kingdom. More to come. Malachi 4, more to come. Luke 17, 30, more to come. Ken knows. Ken knows if anybody knows. How many times did I say, as it was in the days of Noah? Huh? When I first witnessed to anybody, I went to every friend I ever knew. I didn't have, found out I had no friends. And I thought I had hundreds of them. But as soon as you say, as it was in the days of Noah, nobody wanted to hear it. But I wanted to hear it. And there was more to come. Yes, sir. We'll get into it. Give me time. So every promise of God to you becomes personal property. Oh, I love that. I, I just want the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit would just punctuate that to you. So God promised he'd give me the Holy Ghost. That's your personal property. God promised me my family. That's my personal property. You say, well, my family isn't. I don't know about you, but God gave me a promise. A pastor stands up in a tent. I was a deacon at the time. And the Holy Spirit speaks through him and says, I give you your family. I know where I was standing at that blue tent. And I knew when I was standing there, my little boys were little. But I held that promise. It was my personal promise. And by me believing and my wife believing and God's word being true. That was not the words of man. That was the words of God, whether people like it or not. You say, I don't like it when you say that God speaks through you. I didn't say that. He spoke through my pastor. But that was God speaking through his vessel. People get so carnal. You can't understand this message with your gray matter. This message is revelated. If ye be Christ, there's more revelation to come. So now you take that promise of God in your heart. It belongs to me. I am a believer. I accept it on that basis alone. It will make cancers move, blind eyes see, cripples walk, deaf to hear. I know what I'm talking about. I've been around the world, and the world knows it to be true. So now, we're talking about how that there's more to come. 
This preacher got used to hearing, there's more to come. Brother Bram said in the message, be not afraid. The power has been deposited in a box. And he's given us each a key. And if we're not afraid to sign for it, he will certainly endure and he will make your check. Are you listening? He will make your check good. Come on. Come on. Write your check. Why would we come to church? Write a check. My daughter, I write a check this morning. It's my personal property. And he said, the prophet said, God will make it good. Have you ever had a bounce check before? Huh? Have you had a bounce check before? I got a yep over here and we got people that don't even know what checks are anymore. But when you get a bounce check, how disappointing is it? Yeah. What? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They wrote me a check and it bounced? But you write God's check. There's no bounce checks with God. Hallelujah. It's more to come. I love it. Get a new checkbook. Open it up. Hmm? As long as there's funds in there, you'll write a check. And Brother Bram said, you cannot bankrupt heaven. Come on. Come on. Who's a banker? Who's a financial worker here? You've got a lot of people, a lot of flakes. People promise you this. They promise you that. And they got nothing. But when God promises you something. Oh my goodness. He will give it to you if you believe it. How many believers have I got? If ye be Abraham's seed. Here I am. Then there's more for you. I'll show you things to come. Oh, I love it, brother Larry. I love it. Why not? Why not see your children sitting right beside you? Why not put their name on that bench right there, right now? Why not say, I claim them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's personal property to me. Amen. There's power in this message, saints. You leave it, there's no power. You watch people that leave this message. You watch their children go their way. Horror stories. Yes. If you got the key, the check is good. Please put your name on it. The father said, I will do anything. Ask anything. That's what our father said. Ask anything in my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You all right? All right. He says, now listen, saints of God, listen. The word is your life. 
He said, now, let me just give you an example. The rod that was in Moses' hand is Jesus' name to the church. Are you listening now? The rod that was in Moses' hand was Jesus' name to the church. Now listen, that's true. Brother, if those Egyptians could ever get the rod out of his hand, he was powerless. Are you listening? Powerless. And if you ever take the name of Jesus away from the church and get away from it and start blaspheming it and everything else and try to pray, you can't do it. You've got to keep it sacred. Are you listening now? So that name, the rod in in Moses' hand, was the name of Jesus Christ to the church. Now listen, God's provided place of worship. Jesus said, I come in my Father's name and you receive me not. You want scripture on that? John 5, 43. I came in my Father's name and you receive me not. Then the Father put his own name, which is Jesus... In his son. Okay, we got that so far? So, he put his own name, Jesus, in his son. You with me? So now, he's the way. He's the door. He's the house. He's God. Where he chose to worship. So we're talking about the name now. Take it out of the church and there's no power. Now watch this. He said, and the name is in the word because he is the word. Amen. What is it then? The word interpreted. Are you listening? Brother Todd, you got this. The word interpreted is the manifestation of the name of God. I hope you get that. Did it, I, I'll, I'll go slowly for you here. So what it is then, the word interpreted. This message is the word interpreted. I, I want to help you spell it out. It is the manifestation of the name of God. That's why there's no power in their church. It's Ichabod, but the bride has the word. Glory. Hallelujah. Take the name out of their, out of the hand, out of their name, out of the church. There's no power. Brother Bram said they go on believing, think they're, they're getting saved. They think they're getting saved. Now there'll become a man that'll be tattered and poor and dirty and ugly. No matter what he looks like, it isn't the messengers, the message that he gives you. Right? Don't notice the messenger. It's the message you're hearing. Now look at the piece of paper. 
You start rejoicing because on that check says you got a million bucks. Brother Bram doesn't say million bucks, sorry. Million dollars. It's worth a million dollars. It's a postal order for a million dollar or a bank draft for a million dollars. He said, what are you rejoicing about? That's a good question. What are you rejoicing about? He says, you haven't got it. He says, no, I haven't got it, but I got the money order. I got the money order for the million bucks. Well, I'd say, well, that isn't nothing but just a poor piece of paper. Just ink wrote on a piece of paper. You'd say, but looky here. That money order, before it could be written, there had to be a million dollars deposited. Before it ever could be written. Well, you say, when you read the Bible, what makes you carry on so? When it says he was wounded for your transgressions. And by his stripes, you are healed. It's already been deposited. Say amen. It's already been deposited. Well, he says you might as well then start rejoicing. You say, well, it's just words. But brother, before the word could be written in the Bible, there had to be a deposit made at Calvary. To take care of everything that he said. And each one of us has an account that we can draw off tonight. If you've got a need, he's standing there with a pen in his hand. If you've got a need, he's there ready to write your check. And you could rejoice because that was a prophet speaking to you from God. Hallelujah. He's ready to write out your forgiveness. <laughs> He's ready to write out your forgiven. Hallelujah. It was deposited at Calvary and everything you have need of right now. You should be a happy people. Sure. Listen, Milko, if I gave you a million bucks right now, uh, you know, come on. We know you. He would be rejoicing. And you've been given more than a million bucks. We're rejoicing this morning because he's ready to write your check. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're Christ. I am. And then there's more to come. Your heirs. Your joint heirs. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now you are risen. With him. And manifested attribute of God. Hallelujah. You are resurrected to a new life. And you now are sitting in heavenly places. That's the believers. Right? That's our position. That's our placing. Heavenly places. This is a nice place to sit. 
It's a wonderful place to sit. Amen. He's ready to write out your forgiveness. He's ready to do all that Calvary says that he purchased for you. So then if you abide in me and my words abide in you, and you believe what the word promises, well, you and God are inseparable. (laughs) See, for some people, you know why it's real? Because they have a personal walk with him. Other people have learned about it, and they don't even have a clue what I'm saying. And that is why Brother Tim Pruitt preached these camp meetings. Do not learn this message. You experience this message. You get revelated in this message. There's too many people that know too much, but never experienced anything. If you be Christ, you're joint heirs. You're a manifested attribute. Then he said, we must live by the word because the bride is the part of the bridegroom. And any wife that is part of her husband, therefore, must be a word bride. What is that word bride? She's the manifestation of this hour. Wow. You. You. Me. We're a manifestation of the hour. Glory. The bride. Not a denomination. But the bride's a living oracle of God. Hallelujah. She's a living attribute of God. She's displaying to the world. His attributes. Hallelujah. In the formation of the bride. To be expressed in the hour we're living in. So now let me say, let me ask you a question. Is there power in the word? Is there power in the word? Is there power in the blood? Yes, there is. And you cannot separate the word himself from being a bloody lamb. You cannot separate that. He was a bloody lamb waiting to take the book. Remember when John said there was no one worthy? Brother Bram said in in the breach, he looked for one worthy and he couldn't find one worthy because now that bleeding lamb had to come out of the eternities. He's always been a bleeding lamb. Then he is a bleeding word. You can't separate it. And we don't want to. So it was the power in the blood in Paul's age. Power in the blood in Irenaeus' day. Was it not? There was power in the blood. In Columba, Columbo's age. There was power in the blood. Twelve disciples he had on the, on the island of Iona, which I had the priv- privilege to be there. It is a rocky, marshy mess. That is, the, That was the place of Iona, off the coast of Scotland. It is a, and, and, and brother Ron Borthwick wanted to take me to where, where he preached, where that messenger preached. And he took me there, I had to go through marsh, I had my shoes, I had my church shoes on. And I was wet up to here. And we finally get over to the other side. And I, I looked like we went through a mile of marsh to get there. 
He said, when, when, when the messenger Columba was here on this island, his 12 disciples held the Bible in their hand and spread the seed out while they were sowing their seed. And every year, God gave them a bumper crop on rocky soil. Amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Think about it. Every year, and it marveled. And that became now a part of their testimony. Because now they were bringing in seed. That was impossible to grow. Come on. Come on. I'm looking at seed. In Laodicea. That's impossible to grow. But you are his testimony. Hallelujah. And that messenger held that word in his hand. And he sowed that seed around the world. And you can't have a holy people. Yes, you can. You can't have a blood-washed people. Yes, you can. You can't have women that look holy. Yes, you can. You can't have young men that walk in the beauty of their strength of holiness. Yes, you can. Hallelujah. If you be Christ... There's more. Hallelujah. I've been going down this road 44 some odd years. There's been more every day. Yes, sir. Not here. Here. Not here, saints. Here. Amen. If you be Christ. You're a joint heir with God. Joint heir with God? Come on. Charity, do you understand that? I'm just trying to help you understand this. Yeah. Hmm. You are rich. Don't look at him. Look at him. (laughs) Everyone here, we're rich in Christ. Praise the Lord, Charity. It has nothing to do with human ability. It is God Himself. Hallelujah. If you be Christ, there's more. I got saved. There was more. I got baptized. There was more. I got the Holy Ghost. There was more. I got serpent seed. There was more. I got Malachi 4. There was more. I got Luke 17, 30. There was more. I got first Kings. There was more. I got Genesis. There's more. <laughs> Hallelujah. What we want to do, Brother Brown says then, is focus our lives. Focus your life now. Forget what's out there. It's decaying. Listen, how many heard the news last week? The market crashing. 800 points. Huh? One day, 800 points. And everybody here hasn't a clue. Well, that's a good thing. Because when it really crashes... We're all on the same plane. We all have zero. And Pope himself owns everything you got. <laughs> but he showed us more. He said there'll be a third pull. 
He said, there will be a people that have the spoken word. He said, once that council tightens up, you watch that third pole then. Saints of God, listen, there's so much more laying there. Your video games will never match it. Your news feeds will never match it. Read, read, read. Read the Bible, read the message. Hallelujah. That'll strengthen you. That'll put some faith muscles on you. Amen. I pity, I I really feel sorry for the new young couples because they're still trying to find their place. They used to have a walk with God before they got married. Now they're trying to find their walk while they're married. But you'll get through it. We all did. You'll find your little closet somewhere and say, I have to go there. I have to pray. I have to read my Bible. I have to read the Word of God. I have to listen to this message. You can only buy so much trinkets. Ah, that was free. I don't know who that was for, but that was free. Focus your lives into Jesus Christ. And you will become, here's your prophet, if you focus your life into Jesus Christ, you'll become the same person. Oh, we should just, that should be a banner right here. Focus your life into Jesus Christ and you will become the same person. Hallelujah. That's powerful. And you will become the same person. You're an adopted. You're a son adopted to God by the blood of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. The church would be moving on without friction. I'm not looking at anybody. And I don't want you looking at anybody. Just say, Lord, I'm taking the promise into my heart personally. He said, now the church is moving on without friction. Without hurt. Without harm. Without doubts. Without scruples. Without friction. And Cloverdale Bible Way said, this church is moving on. Come on, come on. I don't care what your problems are. Let them go. I don't care what your hurts are. Let them go. Focus your life to Jesus Christ. And you will become the same person. You're an adopted son by God. You are washed by the blood of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Then the church will move. Come on. You can stay with me. Without friction. Without, oh, let me just say this. How about, who's the, see, that's what you have to understand. Who's the church? Here I am. If ye be Christ. There's more. You say, well, I've had friction. Let it go. There's more freedom. Because once you let it go, you're free. Hallelujah. Amen. Without hurt, without harm, 
without doubt, without scruple, without friction. It will be moving in the power of God's word, manifesting every divine promise. If it'll just do that. If you want that quote, it's the revelation. I'm sorry. Um, it's the message. Look, 1963-04-28. That would do you good to reread it. Pray about it. Get on your knees and ask for it. Amen. Now, how much time do we got? 12.30. I got half, one person saying that only. Lou, uh, brother, you are outnumbered. <laughs> if I want to go two, I might have stayed a little longer. If you be Christ, I am. Then there's more. There's more. And he'll show you more things to come. There's a real filled spirit church now. He was prophesying. Now I want you to say, here am I. Here I am. There's a real spirit filled church now. Amen. That will stay with the word, reflects the word. Amen. She doesn't need a theologian because his word is of no private interpretation. A lot of people have group therapy meetings. That's what I call it. What do you think about what the message says? Or this is what I think what it is. Saints, get down on your own knees. Get your own revelation. Get the teacher himself to teach you from the Bible. It's a personal walk with God. There's no man going to teach you into the kingdom. No man going to preach you into the kingdom. It's God drawing you into the kingdom. He will show you things to come. The spirit and the word are one. The spirit and the word are one. If you have the Holy Spirit, are you listening to me? Because this, this gets forgotten. Church age book. I'd recommend it to everybody. Read it. You'll love it. And you'll reread it. Listen what he says here in Pergamus Church Age. The Spirit and the Word are. And if you have the Holy Spirit as the prophets. You're not a prophet. But you've got the Holy Spirit that's in that prophet. Are you still with me? I'm not adding. I'm not taking away. I'm just reading. He said the Spirit and the Word are one. If you have the Holy Spirit as the prophets, the word will come to you. You might as well have a glory party right now. The word came to John in the water. Come on. It was the word that came to you. This message is Jesus Christ. And it came to you. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. If you love the word and you got the Holy Ghost, the word will come to you and make his word real more. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. He says, now you have the Holy Spirit as the prophets. He doesn't have capital P. It's P small. Prophets. The word will come to you. That's what I love. When I came home from work, I get into my little apartment, have a shower, get down in my little living room, get down and pray an honest prayer. Say, Lord, this message is way bigger than I am. But could you make it real to me? Did he? I have to say he did. And he's making it more realer all the time. Hallelujah. So now the word will come to you. You just receive it. Amen. Whom the father send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring all this to your remembrance. Do you want a teacher, a man or a teacher from God? Now God put it to the church, apostles, prophets, pastors and teachers. Uh-huh. For the education of the body. Not self-help groups. People say, I love the word. If you love the word, it'll come to you. If you got the Holy Ghost, it will what? He came to me. (laughs) Amen. That's what the word's all about, saints. It's your own personal walk with God. It can't be you and another brother and God. It's you and God. It's not me, Joanne and God. Joanne has her walk with God. I've got my walk with God. And together we walk with God. Hallelujah. We have. We'll be closing pretty shortly. 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 We have. And you can rejoice with me. We have the pillar of fire. That's what Brother Ram said in the unveiling of God. The same God in the pillar of fire that wrote the Bible is right here manifesting it. You can't get any clearer than that. And people want to argue and complain about the message when the pillar of fire who wrote the Bible is manifesting it through Malachi 4. How insane can people be? You stay with this message. Amen. I don't care if it's me. If I go off sideways and wonk you, whatever. You forget, Brother Tom. Forget him. You have your own personal walk with God. Hallelujah. We've got the same pillar of fire that wrote the Bible is now manifesting it for you. And he's interpreting it right back to me. Amen. Shall we contend for this faith? Shall we contend for this faith? Balcony, we will contend for this faith. You say, well, Brother Tom, you're earnest. You're just so, sometimes so stern or whatever. Saints, I can't be anymore. I, I wanted to put the prophet on. You think I preach hard? You haven't heard the prophet then for a long time. 
He says it way better than I can say it. But we need to contend for this faith. Contend for it. Because he will show you things to come. It wasn't Brother Branham who said, Oh, you're suffering with a nervous condition. He's going to show you more. Uh huh. It wasn't Brother Branham that said you got a nervous condition. No, sir. He said, you're an extremely nervous person. And you're pending for an operation. It's a large tumor. It's located in your stomach. That's true. That was not my voice. That's what people don't see, saints. They get locked up into a veil. I got locked up into the God that used the veil. Hallelujah. That wasn't Brother Branham. That was God. And look how quickly it changes. It was like this fast. You have a tumor. You got it in your stomach. You got this. Now that wasn't me. God just stepping in and out of a body. What a God. And that God has manifested this word through this prophet to you. So then he said, you ask, you write the check. Oh, he even did one better this morning. He said, you ask and I'll write the check. Brother Deepak, you ask, let him write the check. It will not bounce. It will not bounce. Hallelujah. If you be Christ, then your heirs, there's more to come. Can I just quickly wrap this up then? I forgive your sins. He said, I forgive you of your sins, but there's more never to be remembered again. Glory. If you be Christ, there's more. I justify you in the righteousness of Christ. So I got, there's more. You didn't do it in the first place. I've adopted you into the family of God. You were always a son of God. I deposited a hunger in you for heaven. There's more. There's a theophany body waiting for you. That hunger. There's always more saints. I have helped you in your old age. But there's still more. You'll be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. I love the girls. They sang. I'm stepping on shore. (laughs) Glory. I'm breathing new air. (laughs) That's a reality. There's more to this world. It's called future home. Things that are to be. Rapture. There's more. Glory. You don't have to be what you are this morning. There's more, he said. You can be a victorious son of God. Amen. Walking over Satan's Eden. Amen. You don't have to be just a churchgoer at Cloverdale Bible Way. You can walk over the devil. Hallelujah. There's more. There's much more. 
Oh, I got the more down here. I got 30. I wrote down 33. I got 33 mores in my life. Amen, Brother Larry. More than the little house. More than the log church. More than this building. Heaven! Hallelujah. Yes, sir. You know, what did we know about a pillar of fire? Brother Bram said, there's a pillar of fire that was with me in Houston, Texas. All I knew when I heard that, I said, if he got it, can't I have it? Can't I have it? And there's more. I got into the baptismal tank and the Holy Ghost came down. There's more. Amen. I told her, I got it written down here. As it was in the days of Noah, God started to show me that over a thousand times I quoted it. You had a germ in you that you didn't know. That was more. Yes, sir. At that day, you shall know. <laughs> that was laying in the Bible. But he was just showing you more. Oh, I remember Brother Sidney Jackson came. In 1976, I got it written down here. Brother Sidney Jackson preached a message that blew my mind. Blew my mind. And I, he preached, I, I just got it here in, in short. He preached on, there they crucified him, indictment and token. And, you know, that was at a time when all the brothers that were around me, they're always telling them, how high are those, uh, those, those dresses? Those heels? White wall, you better cut your hair, Tom, it's too long. Yeah, yeah, I had all those brothers around me. But then all of a sudden, Brother Sidney Jackson preached the message. He preached indictment. He preached, let me get it right here. He preached, there they crucified him. Indictment, token. And then he, and then he took us through the message and said, this message is Jesus Christ. They, he had to indict this generation for the second crucifixion of Jesus Christ and it had to be crucified for that message to be waved over us in this token age that was 1976 I remembered that I'm just a nobody I've been coming to church for a year and a nobody but I knew somebody and that anchored deep within my soul but if you be Christ there's more <laughs> Amen. There's deeper thoughts than high heels, cut hair, makeup. Then Brother Briscoe preached in 1978, if I've got this correct, Brother Ed, you preached on the other angel. Revelation 10.1. I say there's more. Oh my. I tell you what, that blew my mind. Blew my mind. Again, I've just been saved three years. But the word was my attraction. Not church, the word. I knew the word would speak to my heart. So then came, uh, um, then the revelation of Malachi 4, Revelation 10, 7, started to point me to the reality of Christ and who Christ was. And then in 81, I got, it's God started to open the word and we found where the bride part. If that was for me, I'm just saying mine, my mores. My mores. So if I got 33 mores, there's 33 mores to come. Not s'mores, mores. Mores. Then Brother Bisco preached the administration of the Son of Man, and that blew the whole word right open. And there's more. 
If you be Christ, there's more. Men of God have laid before the throne of grace and they're opening the word to us. If you be Christ, there's more. Amen. There's more. There's more. When he started to preach, he started to realize this day, this scripture is fulfilled. He hath anointed me. Then you could take it into Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hath anointed me. I found my place in the book. Mine says you gotta keep up with me. You gotta keep up with me. You got to find yourself in the word. There's more. There's more. Then you start to realize, now we are the sons of God. I remember the first time preaching on it, and a brother took me aside. He says, you can't preach that. In this church, a minister said, you can't preach that. And the next message, he preached. And says, no, no, we're not the sons of God now, but we will be. Well, I just happen to love Christ the mystery God revealed. And do not argue with Christ the mystery God revealed. Brother Brown says, no, we will be. We are. Come on, we are. Just focus yourself and you will become the same person. I don't want thoughts. I don't want ideas. I don't want Spurgeon or all these other great men. They were good for their day. But this day, there is a bride that's manifesting the very attributes of God. Hallelujah. There's more. There's more. I want more of Jesus. More and more and more musicians come. I want more of Jesus than I ever had before. I want more of his great love. Rich so full and I want Oh, that sounds sweet. I want more of Jesus. Oh, more and more and more. I want more of Jesus than I ever had before. I want more of His great love, so rich, so full and free. Oh, I want more of Jesus, so I'll give Him Just worship him now. If you be Christ, there's much more than I ever had before. I want more of his so rich, so full and free. I want more of Jesus, so I give him all. One more time. I want more of Jesus. Oh, more and more and more. I want more of Jesus than I ever had before. I want more of His great love. So it's so full and free. I want more of Jesus. So I 
worship Him? Say, I am Christ. If you be Christ, then there's more. There's more than where you're at right now this morning. And there's one here that's willing to write the check for you. Oh, how many want to write a check? Say, Jesus, Lord Jesus, I claim my precious brother Hugh messages healing. We can write more than one check on that account. You say, well, my daughter needs the Holy Ghost. Why don't you just write that check out this morning? You say, I need a new baptism myself, Father. I need that word to come alive to me. I don't want to become letter. I want to focus myself more on Him so that I can be like Him. Heavenly Father, with hands lifted up, hearts lifted up, my hands also lifted up, Lord. From the very day... I surrendered my life to you. There has been something in my heart that's always cried out, give me more, Lord. You fail often, but I just want more of you. More of your life. More of your love. More of your nature, Lord. Heavenly Father, there's daddies that are standing here as high priests of the home. They're going to write a check for a son. They're going to write a check for a daughter. Lord, I know your prophet said it won't bounce. But you'll be there quick to cash it. Heavenly Father, I'm praying for every need, every burden, every heart, every life. God, that you will meet their needs. That you will speak deeply. And that the word will become personal within their own heart. That that would become then substance faith. And that it would be an absolute faith. Lord, in the promise that they're asking for this morning. Your prophet said, you open blind eyes. You raise up the cripple. You, Lord, heal and are the healer of every disease. And so, Father, as we do focus now, as Brother Hugh has asked us to lay these papers where the doctors don't give a very good report, but your word is still true and you give a true report. And we are praying, Lord God, that that devil will be cursed in the name of Jesus Christ. You said one will send a thousand to ten thousand. And so, Lord, as a body of believers, we unite together, believing for the supernatural, crying out, Lord, your will be done on your account. It's on your account. And because it's on your account, we can write that check, Lord. Touch him. Heal him. For the glory of God. For your word. And your honor. And your glory. We bless you Lord. You indeed. Deserve the glory. In Jesus name. We, let's sing that little chorus before we go. He deserves 